Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer. This is Affordable Interior Design, the podcast. Here's your host, Betsy Hellman. Hello, I am here today with a very special guest. We are recording this episode of the podcast in my storefront, and I happen to be here with my daughter, Eden Helmuth. Say hello, Eads. Hi. We are here to tackle some big design dilemmas that have come into our mailbag, so I had to call in the reinforcements. So, Eden, do you have your thinking cap on? Yeah. We've got to solve these people's problems. All right, the first problem has come to us all the way from another continent, Eden. Let's read it. Hi, Betsy. I really love listening to your podcast. I have a few questions for you, and I would love it if you could answer them for me. Thanks. I'm redesigning my room and I want to get a new dressing table with drawers. I'm getting it custom made because I am from South Africa and we don't have any nice stores here. So it actually works out better and cheaper if you get things custom made. However, I was wondering how big, how wide, how tall should I make it and how many drawers do I put? I was thinking three tiny ones on top and across and three more on the sides. But please tell me how many centimeters the drawer should be and how tall it should be. I have 230 centimeters from the wall. Tell where the door is when it's open. I've attached some pictures for you to see. All right, so let me answer your first question. Now, Eads, a dressing table, in this case, she's somewhat referring to a vanity table. Are you familiar with that? A vanity table is like a desk, except it's where you put your makeup on instead of where you do your homework. Some people use it for double duty. They may put makeup on one side and maybe their scissors or their pencils on the other side. You have a desk in our dining area, right, with drawers. So in the future, you could use half those drawers for makeup or lip gloss and other half for headphones or pencils. What do you think? Well, you have to talk because they can't see you nod your head. So just say yes. Yes. <laughs> or no. But yes, you can You can think. But anyway, it's so cool that you're writing in from South Africa, Fatima. And even cooler is that you are young. 
you are 16 years old and she's writing with questions. So Fatima, while I can't tell you exactly how many centimeters, not because I have trouble converting centimeters to inches, which of course I do, but thank goodness for Google, I could do that in a second, but because you really wanna think about the space that you have. First, you wanna consider the entire room and make sure that the ideal spot for the vanity is also the ideal spot for all the other furniture, that everything is in its place. Because when you're doing custom, you only wanna do it once, right? You don't wanna be swapping these things out. You didn't get them on sale or from a friend. You really want it to be perfect. And so you also want to think about how you're going to use this piece. Now, I do think having drawers is a really good look. And you sent several inspiration pictures, including ones from Ikea that have like six drawers on each side. My daughter has a little sniffle. But you don't want to give yourself too much storage. As I tell my clients, the more storage you have, the more storage you will fill. So only give yourself as much as you actually need right now, plus maybe 10% extra for growth, because then you can call, and I don't want this just looking like a big bulky storage piece, you want this to be a really cute vanity space. Now you do want that door to be able to fully swing open without hitting a piece of furniture. Not only is that bad feng shui, but it will ding your new piece. So I don't want any other furniture or architectural details like a door hitting your new dressing table. All right, let's move on to your next question. You mentioned that you want it to be big and white. You also want some silver, like maybe some silver crystal knobs. And you write, I also want the middle, the actual dresser to be glass like the picture. And maybe the whole table should be glass instead of just the middle. How do you feel? Would it look silly or odd to do that? You know, when you are creating a bespoke piece, Fatima, you should just make all your dreams come true. It's a really neat opportunity to be able to make this. So I would just think deeply about the different ways that you plan on using this piece and what would be most practical for you. I think the crystal knobs would be a great look because dressing tables are sort of a feminine item. So having fun and playing with those small details and giving them personality or style is ideal. All right, you mentioned that you would like a nice fluffy chair to sit on. And you, you know that I don't like you to put chairs in a room normally, but you need somewhere to do your studying and sit. So what color should you get? So if the dressing table is going to be white, as you have told me, then I absolutely would not get a white chair because the two whites are never going to be exactly the same, meaning that one is always going to look dingy. So I would recommend getting that chair in a color or a different neutral, like a gray or a beige. Now, you want to think about what's most comfortable for you because it sounds like you're going to be sitting here for quite a while, whether you're studying or putting on your makeup. Now, Eads, what kind of chair do you prefer when you're sitting down? You know, we have different chairs at our dining table. You have a special chair for eating that's a little bit taller. What's your favorite kind of chair to sit on? Tall and fluffy. Tall and fluffy? Like, what fluffy? Like, a furry like, cover? Like, it's fuzzy. Mm-hmm. The chair is fuzzy. And it's tall. So what kind of color? So if she was going to have a white desk or dressing table, what color chair would you recommend? Blue. Blue? Why blue? Because it's my favorite color. Uh, I see, Fatima. If you want to really appeal to my daughter, Eden, you might do blue. 
Now, Eden was immediately drawn to the picture of your bedroom. She said to me, Mommy, can we get that same bed? Right, Eden? You were like, is that a new bed you're buying for me? No, that's Fatima's pink bed with the high headboard, but it's pretty cool, right? All right, let's get back to our question. So a contrasting color like blue would be ideal, just not white on white. All right, let's go back. And you mentioned that you want to put a square mirror, the same size as the dresser, on top of the dresser in the middle, or maybe two or three shelves on either side. Do I have any ideas of what you can put on them? Maybe perfume or a vase or something. Okay, so it's starting to turn into a pretty big moment. I think a mirror as wide as the vanity table is pretty extreme. I tend to prefer something that's 50% to 75% as wide as the vanity table, so I would go a little bit smaller. Now this piece already has drawers, so I think display shelving on either side of the mirror, frankly, is a whole lot of look. I would keep it simple and clean and not do the floating shelves. You might want to consider putting a tray on top of the dressing table to then hold perfume or a vase. I think that that's a better idea and a much cleaner look. All right. You mentioned that you might want to get flowers. Well, flowers are something that you should feel free to switch out. So you've been asking me what type of flowers, and I think that's totally open to you. Eden, what are your type, favorite type of flowers? Daisies. You like daisies? What else? I like tulips. Yes, those are beautiful. Have you ever gotten flowers? When did you get flowers? Yeah, I got them for my birthday. Day and my first day of school, I get them like on special days. Yeah, special days. Well, your daddy loves to get you flowers. I love to get you flowers too, but daddy especially, right? Yeah, and daddy likes to get mommy flowers. Yes, yes. So getting flowers is awesome, and I love that you're incorporating them in your bedroom, Fatina. Oh, and I also like roses. Oh, yes. Roses are beautiful, and they smell so delicious. Okay, let's continue with her question. And should I put an actual painting in my room? If so, where do you think I should put it? I've got a plain wall by my bed. Should I put it there? Well, Fatima, first you want to place all the furniture and make sure that you feel really confident about those placements. Then you want to look at what places feel empty. Now, of course, above the dressing table is not going to feel empty because you're putting a mirror there that's 50 to 75% the length of the dressing table. Your headboard is rather high, so anywhere where your bed is is not going to feel empty per se. But you could certainly look around the room. You don't need to fill every wall. But if you do notice a vacancy, well, that could be a good idea. Now, you mentioned that you want to change your flooring. You write, I also want to change my flooring. As you can see in the pictures, I have blue carpet, but I'm so tired of it. I want to put laminate flooring or something gray, and I'd love to put a fluffy rug to match the chair in the middle. I have put ideas of the rug for your reference. Is a rug a good idea? What color should I get? Well, the first thing is to figure out what's under this wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. You peel it up, you look at your budget, and you decide what can you afford to lay down. Laminate should be very affordable for you, and I think that could be a great option. As you're laying down the rug, you want to make sure that your chair for the desk slash dressing table is not going to be hitting the rug. 
So either the rug needs to be fully under that desk and vanity or fully outside the range of the chair pushback. Otherwise, it's really going to start to get in the way. And of course, the fuzzier the rug, the higher the pile, which can mean that it's harder to clean and traps dust a little bit more. So if you are going to do a super shaggy or furry rug, I would recommend being fastidious with your cleaning and also maybe making it a little bit smaller. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. Um, your final question is what duvet to get? You'd like something gray and silky but you have a pink base for your bed. You don't like it too much, but you have to stay on budget. And you're also looking to change so many other things. Well, yes, I love the idea of doing a neutral, especially because your room is already filled with so much color with pinks and purples and the navy carpeting, which I know is going. But I think a neutral will help to keep it sophisticated and also to help it mature with you as you grow. Because what you like at 16... Yeah might be very much different than what you like at 20. Eden, you're only how old now? Seven. You're only seven now, but when you're 16, what color do you think your room will be? Purple. Purple? And um, pink. do you think you're going to have a desk in your room like Fatima? Yeah. Yeah. And what color will the chair be? Uh, probably gray or purple. Okay, great. And Fatima has written us a P.S. Should we read it? Can you read yeah. that one? P.S. I really love inter interior designing and I want to study it one day. At what age will I qualify, qualify for your courses? Yep, your course slash academy registers. Regards, Fatima. Good job. So, Fatima, it is so inspiring that at 16, you already know that you want to be an interior designer. That's amazing. For our academy, you need to be at least 18, but that's not so far away for you. So, reach back out to us. It will still be around. And 
We would love to help make your dream of becoming an interior designer a reality. You're asking all the right questions and please send us after pictures of your bedroom. Eden and I would love to see how it turns out, wouldn't we? Yeah. Now, Eden, as I scroll down to the next question, would you like to share anything with the listeners? No. Okay, great. Okay, so our next question has come in and let's dive right in. This one says, hello from Milwaukee. I have a few questions to add to the podcast mailbag, but first I wanted to say thank you for two things. Number one, thank you for answering a question of mine on episode 154 regarding having a neutral but creamier than white wall color for my living room. I wanted to... Oh, okay, okay. Um, Eden would like to read something and I have a perfect thing for you. All right, I wanted to avoid having the paint look so white that it would fight with the white in an IKEA shelving unit. Your answer was very helpful, as was your advice to be brave and go for bigger contrast. I haven't painted yet, but I'm closing in on a paint color that will be much more rich and cozy than I had originally planned. It was so cool to get such a helpful answer from a pro. My second thank you is a more general thank you for all that you do. I've been listening back to all the podcasts to refine my knowledge and pick up on tips that I missed the first time through. I've come across episodes where you talk about the importance of a comfortable home as a form of self-care, and you've mentioned that it's your desire to improve people's lives through interior design. I wanted to tell you that you accomplished that goal definitely. For a long period of time, because of my mental health issues and poor habits, I went without decorating my home. I allowed lots of clutter to pile up. I was not that far removed from being a hoarder, and it was not a pleasant place to live. I didn't allow anyone to visit for several years, not even repair people. I didn't want to live that way, but the problem had grown so large that I didn't know where or how to begin changing things. Discovering your podcast a couple years ago was the key to changing my mindset. I started thinking about what style appeals to me. Your affordable and practical approach demystified the concept of interior design and made me feel that having a well-designed and comfortable approach was something within my reach. I started taking stock of the decorative objects that I own and those that I admired in other people's homes and magazines on Pinterest, and I started believing that there was a look out there for me, and it would be possible for me to achieve it, even if I can't do everything at once for budgetary reasons. I began creating a vision board in my head, and later I sketched it out on paper, all while listening to your podcast and pinning about a zillion Pinterest ideas. Finally, I asked for the help of my friends and family to dig out all the clutter, and I began adding decorative touches here or there, while having a list of all the items that I had planned to acquire next, and the projects such as painting my living room. I can't tell you how instrumental it's been to me to listen to your design words of wisdom on everything from how to decorate walls to bookshelves to measure for a bedside table or lamp height and the importance of luxurious and cozy touches in each room. The value of having a style speaks to me. The best use for my pillows, my blankets, the stores that are gold versus crap, and many, many other things. This podcast has educated me in too many ways to mention. Oh, Eden's correcting me. You actually wrote many three times. Why don't you take it from here, Eden? And many, many other things. The podcast has not only educated educated me into my ways 
to mint, mention, mention, but also what inspired instrumental instru- instrumental in my shift in mint's mindset mindset about my home. Thank you and keep up the great work. That is so inspiring and I must tell you Anne, I really appreciate this note. This is exactly why I have this podcast. This is exactly why I started Affordable Interior Design 15 years ago. My only intention with this business is to make people's lives better. And if I didn't feel that every day I got up and picked pillows that really changed people's lives, rearranged their living rooms so that their space flowed more comfortably, so that they felt proud to have people over, even if it's just the repair people, And That's exactly it. And to get a note like this, especially on a day when my daughter is here listening to the podcast, because that's the kind of thing I want to model for my next generation, is that when you pick a vocation, When you choose your job, Eden, whatever that job may be, whether it's an interior designer or a dishwasher or a doctor or whatever you want to be, when you pick that job, I want you to do it because it helps other people, because it makes the world a better place. I want to be an interior designer. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, she's wanted to be everything from a scientist to a mommy to an interior designer to what else? Have there been other things? A teacher. Oh, and a teacher. Yes. But no matter your vocation, there's a way for you to help others with your expertise. And to know that I'm doing that, Anne, is so inspiring. And guys, your place does not have to look like it belongs in a magazine. That is not my goal for my clients, and it is not a goal for myself. If you walked into my house today, well, it would take me about an hour to get it ready for its photo shoot, for its close-up, right? But the point of interior design for me is that it's practical for you, and then it's something that you can be proud of. And Anne, I'm so glad that you were on your way there. I'm so glad that my daughter could be here to listen to your story. Hi. Because no matter what your journey is, you know, we're all on a journey, even if it's not something like fixing up our home, we're all in process. We're all evolving and trying to become better. And so the fact that your home is becoming better is really inspiring. But you do have some questions. So let's get right to those. So your first question is, have you had any experience with the peel and stick paint samples from Benjamin Moore? So yes, I like the peel and stick paint samples from Benjamin Moore because they give you a good sense of the color without actually having to paint your walls. That being said, it's not going to be true to the color because every wall absorbs paint differently. So that doesn't take into consideration that element of it. But I do think it gets you very close. And a lot of people are not in the mood to paint. The other thing that it doesn't do is around the actual paint, you need white. So around the sample, you need a foundation of pure snow white so that you can really understand what that color looks like. When you slap up one of those decals that has the paint swath, well, you can't get a true sense of the color because it's surrounded by your previous color, which will influence what you see. So it's better than nothing, Anne, but it's not ideal. 
The next question is, I know you're not a fan of many faux things. What are your thoughts about flameless candles? Are any brands or styles worth the money? I think flameless candles can be so practical for people, for people with young children like myself, right? I don't want flames all over the house, even though I do enjoy a candle. I don't want to worry when my daughter has her play date that they're going to run into one of the candles. So I think flameless is a really practical way to go. That being said, they all do look a little cheesy. So try and put it in a votive holder, something that actually camouflages the candle, but lets the flickering emerge because that's really the romantic, beautiful part. All right, let me get to your last question here. You write, I'm seeking advice on how to decorate the wall opposite my door. It's a narrow space that floors, flows into the living room, maybe only about four feet wide. The wall is six to eight feet long, with half of it being visible when people walk in. The other half is blocked by a door that swings open when they arrive. This seems like an area that's begging for decor to welcome people into my home. But with the way the door swings open, it's just too narrow for an entry table. And since people are zipping through the area, their full view is obscured by the opening and closing of the door. It wouldn't make sense to hang a photo or painting that people need to stand back and absorb. Maybe something like a pretty mirror would be bright and easy for the mind to take in. But aren't there some feng shui rules about that? How about some interesting peel and stick wallpaper? Or would that look like a mini accident wall? I'm sure you have some good ideas. I just am at a loss. Thanks, Anne. Well, Anne, I do like the idea of the peel and stick wallpaper because you're getting one large expression. Now, maybe the background color of that wallpaper could be the wall color for all the rest of the walls in the space. So it almost looks like there's just imagery overlaid on one of the walls. Now, I'm not completely opposed to you putting some art on that wall, as long as you have a doorstop so that the door won't hit the art. Same thing with a mirror. Now, the only thing that I'm hesitant about, according to feng shui, is if the mirror is directly opposite from the door, all the good chi that you bring into the space will immediately bounce back out as you're in the space, right? So that's why people don't put a mirror opposite the open door. Also, don't feel the need to put something here. If, as you're telling me, people are just scurrying by this location, not giving it much thought at all, not even really taking in the space, well, why are we worried about putting art there? Let's put art kitty corner from that main point of access. So when they do open the door, even if it's just partially, what they're looking at has some kind of adornment. That would be my recommendation, Anne. Not every wall needs to have something, so make sure that you pick and choose your areas of focus. Well, guys, that's all the advice I have for today, and Eden has a big play date coming up in just a couple minutes, right? Chill. What are you guys going to do? Play. Anything else on the, on the agenda? I don't think so. Just play. Well, I hope you guys are finding some time to just play, no matter where you are, no matter who you are. From Fatima in South Africa to Anne in Milwaukee, thank you so much for writing me. If you have questions, send them in. Eden and I are here waiting for them at info at affordableinteriordesign.com. And most of the time, I'm not here. Most of the time, she's not here. Most of the time, she's... Where are you? I'm at school or at home. Or my daddy or my brother. There you go. Sometimes with your mommy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But never recording podcasts. She's never here recording podcasts. This is a very rare appearance. All right, everyone. Talk to you later.
Are you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.